Well, it is Sunday Showdown, Super Bowl Sunday at Faith Promise. It is the place to be. If you're a guest, we are super stoked that you are with us. Don't flip out because this is not normal. Normally, I would smack and then fire the youngster behind me. And I don't know what's happening with one of those commentators, but the Spirit of Magic Mike is on him, and you can pick which one. Now, I'm a little shocked that a church people would know Magic Mike. I'm just throwing that out. New format this year, three on three, three campus pastors, the rookies against the veterans. There'll be four quarters. They will both preach off the same uh, passage of scripture. Then we'll have breaks. We'll have a halftime show. And that's gonna be your, that's gonna be uh, the Super Bowl showdown. We are gonna start today with Dr. Josh Whitehead and Zach Stevens. For the veterans, Josh. Oh, oh shake your hands. <laughs> Go ahead, call it. Tails. Tails it is. Josh begins. All right, Faith Promise. There we go. How excited are you for Sunday Showdown? Penalty, false start. That's for all the flags last year. Play all ball. right, Faith Promise. Let's, how many people are excited for Sunday Showdown? Come on, aren't you glad? that our church is committed to have fun together. Hey, uh, you know what, this weekend all of our campus pastors are gonna talk about supernatural love and the supernatural love that God wants the church to be known for. A church is known for a lot of things, but a lot of times it's not known for love. And in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus tells his disciples this, he says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, it's interesting because in this passage, Jesus says he's given them a new commandment. But if you've read the Bible before, you would think, right, isn't God supposed to be about love? Why is this a new commandment that they're to love each other? Even in the Old Testament, in a law book called Leviticus, God had already told his people, hey, I want you to love one another. So why would Jesus tell them this was a new commandment? Well, let me help you by first getting you to think back a little ways. Uh, for some of you, a long ways. But do you remember when you fell in love? Come on, ladies, help me out. Do you remember that? Yeah, you did crazy stuff. When you fall in love, right, you literally think, I'm going to get up early, I'll stay up late. You know, I'm going to do crazy things. You have this energy within you that you go, hey, I'll do anything for this other person. Well, that relates a little bit to what Jesus is talking about when he says, I'm giving you a new commandment. And the supernatural love that he's talking about, it really does two things. The first thing that supernatural do love does is it impacts the way you live. You see, Jesus was saying, I'm giving you a supernatural love so that you will love other people differently, that you'll actually wash people's feet, that you'll go out and care for people's needs and take care of the poor. He's saying, hey, I'm giving you a new commandment. I want you to be different. I want you to live differently. I want you to act differently. The supernatural love that he gives helps us to act differently in the way we act towards other people. But the second thing is this. Supernatural love that he was giving emanated from a different source at that point. You see, now Jesus has been sent from God the Father, and he's representing to the, to the disciples what God would have them to know. And so now supernatural love has a different source, and the source is Jesus. Now, think about this. 
Think about romantic love and the way that you felt when you fell in love. You know, men love to go to the mall when they fell in love, right, ladies? They loved it. And ladies, you would get up. You loved hunting and fishing. You know what I'm saying? And then everyone gets married, and what happens? That all stops, right? And we're like, this is real life. This is who I really am. Supernatural love, though, is different than that. It radiates. It emanates from a different source, and that source is Jesus. Now, here's the problem. Most of us at all of our campuses, if we were honest, we would say, hey, you know what? I don't think I can love other people that way. Here's what's amazing about Jesus and why you should follow him is because Jesus never asked us to do something that he didn't model first. Go back and read in John chapter 13. Jesus walks into this room. The disciples are all there. There was no one who was there washing people's feet as they came in because they were too good for that. So you know what Jesus did? He got down on his knees and he washed the disciples' feet. He stood back up and he looked across the room, and as he looks across the room, he looks into the eyes of Judas, and he knows he's the one who's about to betray me. And then as he, he continues this meal, he looks around the table and says, this is all the people who are going to desert me. You see, Jesus knew that people were going to hurt you. They were going to desert you. They were going to actually deny the fact that they wanted to do anything with you or for you. But he said, a new commandment I give you, a supernatural kind of love that you would love other people the way that I have loved you. You can live in supernatural love in a way that you never thought that you could. Amen. What a great word from Pastor Josh as we talk about supernatural love. And man, I love being a part of a church that will do anything to see people come to know Jesus. Be a part of a church that will do anything to see people come closer to Jesus. My name is Zach Stevens. I get the honor and the privilege to serve as our Blount County campus pastor. And this veterans team means something special to me. Pastor Josh and Pastor Mike and Pastor Kyle. See, uh, I, I'm a big proponent of people being faithful. I know that God honors faithfulness. And as far back as I can remember, really as far back as I can research, these guys have been faithful for years and years and years and <clears throat> decades for some and a century for one. Just long time been faithful, really. No, I'm just joking. So, but but we, we're so excited you're here. So excited about what God's going to do as we look at supernatural love. And I want to piggyback off the same passage that Pastor Josh used. And I want to look at that love and, and remind us that that is God's love. A supernatural love is God's love. So many of us, if you've, been, if you've been following God for a while, if you've tried to love people with this love that God describes for us to have, maybe you can get a little discouraged because you've tried and you failed. Maybe you feel a little bit guilty. But can I just tell you before we get into it that guilt is not from God. In any area of your life that you feel guilt in, guilt is not from God. So you are not broken. You are not a bad person. You are not incapable, but maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. See, to walk in a supernatural love, since it is His love, since it is God's love, we have to first follow the filling. And we have to have a right view. See, if you would say that you have a hard time loving people, which is all of us, maybe it's the people you live with, maybe it's the people you work with, maybe it's the people you're driving next to on the way to work, and if that's you, you're flipping that finger, just peel the faith promise, stick you off your car next time. But either way, here's the deal. If you're having trouble loving people, then that means you're looking at people wrong. 
we have to switch from a me lens to a he lens. See, loving people is not about what they've done to us or for us, but it's about what God has done for us and to us. See, whenever we realize the supernatural love that we have received, it unlocks us to love people no matter what they've done to us. So the first thing we have to do is we have to see people right. Instead of a me lens, a he lens, realizing that we, no one has hurt you, no one has robbed you, no one has walked away from you as much as you have God, yet he still loves you. So that's the first thing you have to do. Can you guys bring out that second part? The first thing you have to do is switch from a me lens to a he lens. The second thing, if you love somebody and you want to know somebody, then you have to spend time where they are. See, I love my dad. Come here, baby doll. See, I love my dad and my brother, so I'll play golf with them even though I'm terrible. I love my wife so much, I'll even go to Dollywood, the redneck Riviera, the bullet capital of the world, all right? I love her so much. Hey, Faith Promise. How about we grow up a little bit, and instead of just looking for God's presence when we read our Bible or when we're praying, we actually go, you know where you'll always find his presence? Is loving on his kids. See, as Pastor Josh referenced, no one would wash the feet, so Jesus tied a towel around himself and washed the dirty feet of the disciples. See, no one else would do it, but our king would do it. So whenever we're thinking about how do I love with a supernatural love, what am I practically supposed to do? You're supposed to roll up the pant leg of those people, no matter what they've done to you. And you're supposed to wash their feet. Not because of what they've done, but because of what God did for you. And the reason, the reason you can is because God's unlocked a supernatural love in you. I washed your feet, and I love you. Get out of here. And I love you so much. I love you so much, not because of the circumstances, because anything like that, because you are a gift to me for me to love. And I ask, I ask, what I ask is as I wash your feet, that you'll wash the feet of others. And that we can do it because of what God did for us. Do you agree? Let's do it. Come on. Well, the competition is stiff. That's the end of our first quarter. Wow. Good music in church. I didn't expect that. Oh, we have a lot of fun here. Still a lot of fun. Absolutely, Dash. The first quarter is in the books. Tell me your thoughts so far. Well, I got to say both teams seem to have come out firing. Uh, Pastor Josh did a phenomenal job, had a lot of great thoughts, even though he had to overcome some early questionable officiating calls. I love the thought, supernatural love is a new kind of love. Absolutely. It felt like all the calls were going Zach's way. It's like him and the refs were related, a little Saints-Ram situation going on. I didn't care for it. Yeah. Some home cooking, maybe. Some cheating by using your child as a prop. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but I don't want to take away from an incredible performance by Pastor Zach. I love the nugget. We have to move from a me lens to a he lens. That was, that, was, that was hot. That was tasty. I heard it when you said it, but I wasn't listening when he was talking. The next quarter, we have Robbie Anderson hailing from our Anderson campus. This man has put up some impressive stats from the season of 2018. I am anxious to see what he's got for us. Sure. Best growth in the league this past season. That's one stat I love. Another stat I love, one mustache. That's the amount of mustaches that Pastor Robbie shaved off before this thing, just so he didn't have to look like you, Steele. That hurt my feelings for real. <laughs> but Pastor Robbie is going to be going up against a stiff challenge. He's facing off against Pastor Mike Baker from our North Knox campus, who has some good growth stats 
of his own. Now, the only thing that rivals the size of growth of the North Knox campus has to be Pastor Mike's kids. Still, he has more kids than you have chest hair coming out of that vest. I don't know what you're talking about. He's got 11 or 12 kids. He has his own thoughts of how to grow his campus, and it's a disgusting one at that. Let's go back to the gridiron to see what Robbie and Mike have for us. All right, Faith Promise, how are we doing today? Well, my name is Robbie. I'm from the Anderson campus, which I might add is the fastest growing campus in the Faith Promise family. Can we give it up? Major props to our Anderson peeps. Wanted to give a shout out to Pastor Chris for giving us the opportunity to get out on stage and speak today. A lot of people that have a church this size won't give up the pulpit, but as Pastor Chris says, it's always been about Christ. It's never been about Chris. So we can give it up, Pastor Chris. One thing, both Brandon and, uh, and you know, the other guy uh, for helping us. Ah, I'm forgetting his name. Zach, yes. Y'all remember Zach? Y'all remember Zach? Brandon and Zach both helped me out with this. I also want to say thank you to Dr. Josh Whitehead and the other members of the elder board for making it up on stage without breaking a hip or, or tweaking. So we got EMTs on standby. But what I want to talk to you today about is, is love. And, and for me, I learned at an early age what love really was. At the ripe old age of eight, I had it all under wraps. I didn't know what you were talking about. You, you had experienced it too. That's right, it's tacos. I... I fell in love with tacos at eight years old. And let me tell you why. Because, see, my family would always get together at least once a month, and we'd celebrate birthdays. And all the family would come together. We'd have a taco night, and it was about coming together, the love, the community. And I just, I just loved it. I mean, I was so happy that they actually named a day after Taco Tuesday, right? So then, then I matured a little bit, little bit, and, and I fell in love with a beautiful woman. And I actually asked her to marry me, and it was great. I thought, this is really what love is. You know, it's that special love. And then, then later, I was proved wrong when we had our first daughter. And I remember, I remember looking at her in, in, the, in the labor and delivery room and holding her in my hands and looking into her eyes. This is what real love is. This is the meat and potatoes right here. Looking at her eyes, thinking, I would gladly die for her. I would gladly harm anybody that ever tried to harm her. But this is it. And I can't help to think that's the way God looks at us. He looks at us and says, you're perfect. I made you exactly the way I meant for you. And you're love. But see, the thing is, my feelings, what I, what I had on the inside was a feeling but when God looks at you, what he wants to give you is a feeling of what he wants for you. See, we're talking about supernatural love, and I, need to, I looked up in the dictionary just, just to see what exactly supernatural is. And supernatural is this. It says it's a manifestation or event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. See, it's unnatural because it's supernatural. Because once you have the love of God inside, you want to get it out. You want to tell others about it. Matter of fact, in 1 John, it says this. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. It says, By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son to the world so that we might live through him. And this his, is love, not that we love God, but that he loves us. 
and sent his son to be the perpetuation. That's a very hard word. It's a very complicated word. Basically what it means is you were paid for. You were, he paid for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. But if we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've been through. Because God's supernatural love makes the unbearable bearable. God's supernatural love makes the unlovable lovable. So say this with me. Say, God's love is a supernatural love. Now say it like you mean it. Say, God's love is a supernatural love. Thank you very much. Come on, five-yard penalty, veterans, tripping. Let's roll. Good morning, Faith Promise. How we doing? I bring you greetings from the North Knox campus. We launched a little over seven years ago. Actually, this year, we're starting our eighth year. What an honor. What an honor it is to be with you guys this morning. I'm not sure why you're laughing, but I'm honored to be with you guys this morning. I just want you to know what an honor it is to serve as one of the campus pastors here at Faith Promise Church and serve under the leadership of Pastor Chris. Let me tell you, the vision, the heart, the passion that he exudes is, is not hard to follow. Amen? Aren't we blessed? You know, Pastor threw a flag at me a minute ago, and I, I'm not sure that I deserved it because I think Robbie probably deserved being tripped. But he threw a flag at me, and in life, same thing happens to us. You say the wrong thing. Come on, you wear the wrong clothes. Society throws a flag at you. Come on, you, 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 you mess up, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you don't have the right look, your teeth are crooked, you, society throws a flag at us. Or if you're like Robbie and you're on the wrong team, the Young Guns team, you get a flag thrown at you. Society wants to apply love to performance. Society wants to say that, that love is about what you can do for me. But you know what? When I look at the supernatural love of God, I don't see that. Society wants to say, if you can throw a football like Tom Brady, you deserve a trophy. If you get enough likes on Instagram, come on, come on. If you get enough followers on social media, you deserve a trophy. But God's love is not like that. It's unconditional. And without God's, without God, there is no supernatural love. That's why I love 1 John 4.10. It says this, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that God loved us. And he sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation, it's hard to say, much less hard to understand. It's a Greek word, halasmos, it means this. It means one who bears God's wrath and then turns it into favor. That's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. He laid down his life to bear our sins, to bear the wrath of God, the judgment of God, so that we could, could have the favor of God. I don't know about you, but, man, I, I say, well, my, my life's a mess. How could I receive that kind of love? Well, I, the other day I was keeping our grandkid, Emmett. He's four years old. He came in. He was hanging out at the house. He wouldn't eat breakfast. His stomach was hurting. And we're like, Emmett, are you getting ready to get sick? Are you? No, no, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to get sick. We kept, are you sure? No, no. So he crawled up on our bed, just made the bed with sheet, clean sheets and everything. Crawled up on the bed. You know what happened. Mount Vesuvius let loose all over the bed, all over the floor, all over his clothes. And he immediately began to cry. 
He wasn't crying for why I thought he was crying, because he was sick. He was crying because he was afraid that we were going to be mad at him. How many times do we do the same in our relationship, our walk with God, where that we, man, almost feel like God is against us when nothing could be further from the truth. God's love is supernatural. It is absolutely unconditional, not based on anything I would or would not do. Tonight, Tom Brady will line up as quarterback for the New England Patriots, a quarterback that's one of the most famous and one of the most successful in history, multiple Super Bowl wins, married to Giselle, a, a Victoria's Secret supermodel. Their net worth together is over $680 million, has it all by the world standards. But yet Tom Brady in a 2016 interview with 60 Minutes said this, why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still I feel there's something greater out there? There's got to be more. I just don't know what it is. There's a void. There's an emptiness that no amount of money, no fame, no glory, no influence can fill. It can only be filled by the supernatural love of God. Amen? All right. First strong first half. And now we go to our Super Bowl halftime show. Wow, wow, wow. That was impressive. Absolutely. Which was your favorite part still? Was it the band? Was it the light show or your own drum solo in the middle of that My thing? favorite part was, I believe, finding a Maroon 5 song that you could play in church. That's no small feat. Another incredible halftime show by FP Worship there. They never disappoint. But back to the action. What can we expect in the second half? The rookies are starting with Pastor Brandon Dunford hailing from our God Behind Bars campus and our Campbell campus. Yes, he has a rookie tag, but do not let that fool you. He has some experience, a bit of a journeyman, if you will. Absolutely. The problem is most of his journeys just include taking his family to Disneyland. I'm surprised the man's even here to preach. What a treat for us. But he's going to be facing off against Pastor Kyle Wall from the Farragut campus. And uh, Pastor Kyle Wall is going to give him a run for his money, originally from the great state of Louisiana. Oh, great state and Louisiana have never been said in the same sentence. But we do appreciate Kyle Wall giving us the last few years he has left on this earth, giving us to... The Farragut campus, he has been a real great guy for us. May he rest in peace soon. What a gift, Steele. What a gift. No question about that. Now, hold on just a minute. Speaking of gifts, I'm being told by our producers that we have an incredible announcement to make. Uh, as we're talking about people from the great state of Louisiana, we actually have a signed Peyton Manning jersey to give away this weekend to one Lucky promiser, if you would like to win that jersey, here's how you enter to win. Text SHOWDOWN to 65047. That's SHOWDOWN to 65047. And we'll announce the winner this upcoming week on Instagram and Facebook. So if you're not giving at Faith Promise a follow, go ahead and do that so you can see if you've won. Now, back to the second half. The rookies are slated to get things started. Let's head to the field right now. All right, was that halftime show not amazing? Come on, give it up for him. Wow, yeah. Hey, Kyle, they're clapping because I said they did a good job during the halftime show. Make sure you turn on them. I love what Pastor Robbie said. He said, a supernatural love 
is a filling love. It's not a feeling love. And there's a difference, right? There's a difference between the two. A, a, a feeling is a reaction. A filling is a reality, right? And as we talk this weekend about supernatural love, I don't know about you, but me personally, I, I want a love that's real. I want a love that's tangible. I want a love that, that's supernatural, that's a filling love. I don't want something that's a knee-jerk reaction. I don't, I don't want something that is just a, 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 a emotion. No, I, I want something that's real. And see, Paul talks about this. He talks about this in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse 4. He talks about what love is and what love isn't. He talks about how it fills versus how it feels. It says this. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. And it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil because it rejoices in the truth. So what do we see here? We see what love is and what love isn't. See, it fills. The things that fill is love is patient, love is kind, love is truth, love is trusting, right? Everything else is a feeling, right? Envy, boast, self-seeking, anger. Those things, that's an emotion. That's a reaction. That's how it, that it it's, a, it's a feeling, at that point, the only way that we can receive this love that we're searching for this weekend, the only way that we can receive this love that we talk about every single weekend here at Faith Promise at all of our campuses, the real people with real problems finding real love. And the real love we're talking about is the supernatural love that only God can give us and he's already given us. But the only way that we can receive this supernatural love is through his son, Jesus. See, God, God sent his son, and he already gave us his supernatural love. It says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the, girl, the world, he gave. He already gave it so we can receive it. See, this is the supernatural love that we're talking about this weekend. God tells us multiple times how to have eternal life, and he has already given us his supernatural love through his son. And church, we need to have this feeling of love instead of having a feeling of love. We need to have this feeling of supernatural love that God has already given us. It's up to us, church, to receive it this weekend. So whatever campus you are at, whether it's Pellissippi, Campbell, Anderson, Farragut, Blunt, North, Internet, GBP, whatever campus you are at, Listen, it's up to you to receive it. God's already given it. It's up to us to receive it. So I don't know about you. My time's almost done. So it's my time to get you pumped up right now. So if you love our Lord and Savior, give it up for him right now. If you are ready to receive, if you want to receive the love, the supernatural love, ring that bell. Ring that bell. Because God deserves the bell to be rung. Ring it. Shout it. Love it. Our God gives supernatural love. Thank you. That was too good. What, Five-yard what penalty, failure to give generously. You better tithe on that, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Brandon. Thank you guys for encouraging Pastor Brandon. He doesn't get that much. Hey, it's exciting to be with you today. And uh, you know, they, they say that the greatest game that all humans play is the game of love. 
It consumes our thoughts, our emotions, our dreams, our hopes. It causes us to soar on mountains high and to weep in valleys low. It's the game of all games, and everyone wants to succeed at the game of love. You know, there's an overriding question in the game of love that everyone asks at some point. In 1960, the Shirelles, who became uh, who became the first all-girl group to make it to number one on the Billboard charts, asked this question over and over in their hit song, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? You see, we kind of look at love like a transaction most of the time. I bring certain things to the relationship, and you bring certain things to the relationship. But what we really want to know at the deepest level of our soul is that when I can no longer bring to the relationship what I used to bring to the relationship, Will you still love me? Will you still love me? You see, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 8, that love never fails. Now, we all hope that love never fails, that it never comes to an end. But we've made a costly mistake. We've located love within ourselves. We view love as something we do, uh, um, um, a muscle that we exercise, uh, an emotion that we feel, an experience that we have. And the cost of locating love within ourselves is that we've given love an expiration date. If love is to be love, a supernatural love that never comes to an end, that never fails, then it's of necessity, it must come to us from outside of us. And this is why the Apostle Paul proclaims that supernatural love is categorically different and permanently significant. Instead of hearing what we need to do for God and for others, we need to hear and begin to embrace at a soul level what love has done for us. Now listen to God the Father's posture toward us and all of our brokenness. In love, God is patient with us. In love, God cares for us. In love, God bears every believer upon his shoulders. In love, God endures us in all of our unendurableness. Listen, we can't drive him away and he won't back down. His love never fails. Now, if love is the greatest game that all humans play, then the gospel is a declaration that the game is over, the game has been won. You see, in Christ, the creator of the game of love stepped onto the playing field and in what seemed like the greatest loss of all time, he brought forth the ultimate victory. He secured this victory, sealed this victory in his defeat of death in the resurrection. That's why all of humanity can know that love never fails. And this kind of supernatural love has the ability to redefine our lives. This love says that when someone hurts you, you no longer have to take up an offense because you are perfectly loved. When received, this supernatural love shouts, yes, you will still be loved tomorrow. When received, this love releases you to love God and to love others. When we receive this supernatural love, we become a member of the winning team, God's team. Supernatural love never fails because Jesus never fails. All right. 
That's the third quarter down. Now we move to the fourth and final quarter. Wow. Incredible third quarter there from passers Brandon and Kyle really leaving it all on the field. This is shaping up to be one dynamite inning. Absolutely no question about it. I did like in particular when Pastor Kyle brought up the 1960s song, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? My question is, will he be alive tomorrow? It's a good question still. It's well, a who good do you think is going to be coming out in the fourth quarter? All the campus pastors have given their best. Who should represent each team in the finale? You know, still, I think it has to be the team captains going head-to-head, toe-to-toe for one final quarter to win it all. It's going to be absolutely unbelievable. I am so excited. He's confused. <laughs> the ref will take it for the fourth quarter. Come on, has it oh. been incredible? Man. For many of you, this is the first time you've got a chance to meet or experience some of our campus pastors, and so it just lets you know we've got some incredible men that are out there leading those campuses, and as we launch more campuses and see all that God wants to do. You know, there's one particular, there are a lot of reasons why people say no to Jesus, to following him. I think the primary reason that people say no in following Jesus is because of the people that they've watched that represent Jesus. The reason people don't go to church is because they've been to church. Uh, being a back alley drug dealer and now being in ministry for 36 years, if I could just be so bold, some of the meanest people on the planet go to church. And so because people have not experienced unconditional love from us, then when they hear about God and God's love, they project a conditional love to God. And they think the only way to please God is to get on the hamster wheel of religion, working harder and harder and harder, that maybe if I give enough, do enough, love enough, am good enough, say no to enough sins, that God will give me the thumbs up. But the biblical truth is this, before the foundations of the world, God chose volitionally to love us. Before we were born, before we scored a touchdown, before we ever made an A, before we ever performed good or bad, God had already chosen, I'm going to put my love on you. Now, people reject that love. They misunderstand that love. But God, in his infinite, incredible grace, has given that. But to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God. And so we have an opportunity to meet him. Our drawback, our problem is what we've seen in other people. Because again, we live in a world of conditional love, don't we? If I work hard enough, if I try, if I'm nice enough, then I get love back. That's not God. The Bible says that, that God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were sinners flipping God off, he sent his son to die for us. That's the scandalous grace and love of God. You say, but I haven't experienced that really unconditional love. Well, if you'll walk with God, you'll experience it from him. You may not experience it from another person, but you can experience it from God. And I'll remark, church, that we that name the name of Jesus are to shoot for, are to live for, or to walk in is to follow the feeling and just get a fresh baptism of the love of God every day. And so that's what God wants us to do. 
But right now, there's some people that God got you here this weekend in this service right now because he wants to save you. He wants to enter into a relationship with you. He wants to fill you with his love and give you a life that you cannot experience outside of God's love. You can only experience it inside of God's love. As a matter of fact, God created you, and he created you to only be fulfilled with his love. So we're looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces when it flows from the heart of God. So at all of our campuses, if you're ready to begin a relationship with God, if you're ready to right now give your heart and life to Jesus, he said, come unto me, all you that are labored and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So right now, he is ready to take your sins off and take your burden off, though heavy as it may be, and flood you with his love. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, we're going to pray a simple confessional but extraordinarily transformational, impartational prayer. We're gonna pray this prayer out loud with you. Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned, I've failed, I've missed the mark. I'm so sorry, forgive me, come into my heart and be my Lord. I receive your gift of forgiveness and unconditional love. Fill me with that love and help me to give it to others. Now, with still heads bowed and eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer with me, just me and you and God, would you just slip up your hands? Hey, Pastor, I just want you to know I prayed that prayer with you. All right, gotcha. All right, okay, cool. All right, you can put those hands down. All right, look up. Hands in every section. People just gave their heart to Jesus. They're having a party in heaven. Very exciting. So if you, if you just raised your hand, you began a relationship, do me a favor, pull the communication card out in front of you, fill the top part out, then check the circle that I'm making a first-time decision to follow Jesus, and then the second one, I want to follow the Lord and believers' baptism. If you have not been to Next Steps experience, it's a four-week experience, I want to challenge you. Either sign up for it on the card or just take your kids out. If you have kids, recheck them. And the next service, go to the satellite and you can go to Next Steps. This weekend, via video, we're going to go check out Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary and hear voices of centuries old tell us how to walk out of the cell of selfishness into the larger life that God wants you to walk in. It's incredible. Then you go next week, be week one, two, three. They're not built. You don't have to go sequentially, but I promise you, if you want to be on the winning team, you want to understand how to, how to walk with God, the next steps is your next step. Just a minute, our, our ushers are going to come forward. If you'll put the communication cards in, guests, if you'll put the guest cards in, and when this service is over, if you go out the center doors to the square tables, we've got a gift for you. We're thrilled that you're here. And so uh, we're going to move in a time of worship through giving. We believe the Bible teaches that we bring all of our tithes and offerings into the storehouse. So what Jesus said in Matthew 23, 23, and that as we do that, we fund the things that God wants to do through us. And so I'll be doing that before we do. I'm going to, before we pray, two things. One, next weekend, we began an incredible new series on spiritual warfare. Number two, I want you to look around the room. 
Look around the room. The grandstands, there's a couple rows at the very top that there's some seats empty. There's a couple seats here and there. But if a family of five comes in, there's virtually no place for them to sit. Would you agree with that? And that's just, this is just where our 10 o'clock service has grown to. And so I need about 200 people that love their mother or their father or somebody. They love Jesus or Apple Power America, just if you love somebody. I need you to move to the 845 service. God is up. <laughs> Don't go to the 11. It's 1130. It's full too. 845 or Saturday night, 5 o'clock, 615. Now, I'll tell you this. Almost everyone that moves to Saturday night never moves back to Sunday. So I want to challenge you. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead right now and be so bold. If you would say, Pastor, man, I want to make more room for more people. We want to make it hard to go to hell for me, Tennessee. I believe I can get to the 845 or I can get to Saturday night. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. All right. Because we're going to keep preaching until I get enough hands. We're just going to lock the doors. All right, put them down. Have you ever been to a church that takes multiple offerings? They just keep taking until they get enough. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to keep until we get enough hands. So next weekend, go to that service. Man, I love you. I love your spirit. The, you, the, the, man, you're the reason that God is blessing this church. So, Father, as we get ready to give to you, bring our tithes and offerings. People are done online. They've, they've done all kind of ways they've given to you, God. I pray you'll bless the gift. The giver, I pray you use it around the corner and around the world to take your supernatural love to places that are starving for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, come on, give him a shout as we get to give. <laughs>